Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Hello. how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Good, how can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, This is John Edward calling. So humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you. You you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right, you're right on the teeth. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, you know, it it, it feels really good. Uh, May everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Very good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know? <laughs> One more. Okay. Please, want to be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh, my God. I didn't think I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's April 24th, 2011. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Michael Garbone. Hope everyone had a wonderful Easter, uh, had lots of love, and sharing it with family and good friends, and having lots of food, and hopefully not too much chocolate. But that's okay. The Easter Bunny was really good, too. Brooks had lots of chocolate and candies. That's, you know, part of the fun. And especially if, as an adult, you still went ahead and did the Easter egg hunts like the little kids did. Hopefully you didn't steal all the eggs. Anyways, we have another wonderful guest with us tonight. 
Go ahead and let me bring her on the air. Hello, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a psychic comedian. My work is a spiritual coach and um, try to help people connect with um, things that, that really help them to make their lives the way they want them to be. Are you still there? Yep, still here. Yeah, just having a little little bit of a glitch there for a second. It's like, ooh, wait a minute. So you're also an interfaith minister as well? Yes. Yep. Cool. And how long have you known about your abilities? Oh, I think it was one of those things that, you know, I I, I had it very early on, but I was told not to use it, that it was bad, that it was dirty, and it was wrong, and to never tell anybody about it. So I repressed it as best I could for about 20 years, and um, and then things just kind of, um, you know, sort of started happening. And uh, so I started um, trying to learn about it, which is kind of funny. You know, I felt like I'd lost, you know, I'd, I'd arrived without my manual and I needed to find it. <laughs> so I, I learned a lot about, uh, you know, the, the, the process, and, and it's, you know, I'm always learning. So it's kind of a wonderful thing. It's great to to be reconnecting with it and it's uh and it's great when uh when all of us do because it makes the world better cool and what um uh, what are all your abilities that you do have okay. <laughs> uh i guess i still feel a little uncomfortable talking about them sometimes but um uh i feel that i guess the primary thing is that i experience other people's experiences I'm an empath, um, and, um, you know, and sometimes people who have crossed over uh, talk to me. Um, and I can help people to heal physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, um, and then there are other things that sometimes I do and I don't know what they are. I can't explain them, um, but, you know, they're they're fun little things that keep cropping up. Um, I think a lot of us are experiencing a lot of growth and evolution as as the world shifts and we're shifting with it. Um, and one of the one of the kind of the coolest things that happened in the last uh, in the recent history is that I was attending um, very spontaneously um, a birthday celebration for a woman who was um, becoming she was turning 100 and she was Jewish and she was. Um, uh, having a, a, a special celebration at her synagogue, and um, and her daughter was kind enough to include us, and we were singing songs in Hebrew that I like knew the words to, and I'm not Jewish, I haven't studied Hebrew, <laughs> and I couldn't tell you exactly what it meant, but it was really cool to be sort of singing along with everybody. Well, that's cool. <laughs> It was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be or live to be a hundred, though. Oh, how come? I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, you wonder if you know you could do it. And I've seen people in their eighties and nineties and how hard it is. And you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of friends with you or any more relatives around, it gets kind of uh, quiet and lonely. I'm sure. I would imagine that you're right, and that's a good uh, um, 
a good flag for all of us to build good relationships, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is good to to definitely make sure you know you have lots of friends around and uh, you know if anything else and be open because it does get harder yeah. and harder and it's really depressing when you get older because all of a sudden you're seeing everyone else dying around you and you're like, okay, when's it going to be my turn here? I you know it's interesting. My grandmother is 102, and I helped to take care of her. Um, and, uh, and she said something to me, a f- you know, a few years ago, which really pissed me off, which was that the reason she had children, um, and grandchildren was so that she would have someone to take care of her in her old age. And, um, uh, you know, and I, I was pretty upset about that. And, you know, I could kind of understand, you know, on a rational level, how that would make complete sense. Um, she's a very practical woman. She had a uh, pretty harsh upbringing um, in her early childhood, and I think that um, you know, on, on one level, you know, that was sort of that you know, making plans for the future part. <laughs> she made sure she had a pension. She made sure she had people to take care of her. Um, but by the same token, I think that part of the reason why she's still alive is that she enjoys living. And she enjoys seeing, you know, what new adventure is coming along. And she enjoys connecting with the people that she's, you know, built relationships with through her lifetime. At this point, it really is her family members who are, you know, younger than her because all of her friends that I'm aware of have passed on. Um, but... Uh, it's it is interesting, and she usually has a very rich dream life, <laughs> which sometimes she remembers when she wakes up. Sometimes she's hanging out with her siblings, and uh, lately she's been making turkey suppers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's always yeah. interesting what the what the dreams are that, that people have, and yeah. Have you been having some wild dreams lately? A lot of people have. Yeah, it's just it does seem to be some really strange ones lately, and um, I don't know if it was because of the full moon or Mercury retrograde or what, but um, <laughs> it, it, with dealing with the radio shows and computers and technology, I'm glad Mercury uh, retrograde is over with so far. Uh, this was, this was a rough crazy. one. Was it free? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Did you end up having to sort of uh, change some of the some big parts of the technology around? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing a switch over now because uh, with Blog Talk Radio, they had problems. And okay. it seems like on weekends, um, after 10 o'clock at night, I don't get any technical help. Oh. And <laughs> during the week, it's, uh, it's at 11. So after 11 o'clock at night, it's like I'm on my own. And they seem to have a lot of problems, especially when Mercury Retrograde was going on. It's like the chat room. A lot of people couldn't get in. Switchboards were acting up kind of crazy. That's why I've had people calling into the show instead of me calling them. Uh-huh. Because if I call out to people, I'd lose them all the time, the whole bit, if I can even get it, get connected. And uh-huh. so I'm like, no, it's like I'm switching over to, um, I've got my own radio server, so I'm just starting to switch everything over to that. And it's like, you know, if I have any I technical mean. problems, I know the software, I know the pro, you know, anything, and and hopefully I'll have a lot less headaches, so the next Mercury retrograde probably won't be as harsh. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you been thinking about possibly doing that for a while? Yeah. Before yeah. this Mercury? Yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, my own radio server for about a year now. Uh-huh. 
So, um, you know, I know how to, you know, work the server and, and make sure that it's all working properly and doing everything. And But I just kept putting it off and putting it off. But, you know, I, I found a switchboard where I can have a conference call like we're doing here and have people yep. be able to call in and broadcast it all. And it's going to be a better sounding, uh, quality sound than all, too. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah, so it's uh, never know which direction spirit takes you. Yes, although I think it, for me personally, and I've, I've sort of noticed with a couple of other people too, that um, the the things that people were thinking about doing about a year ago, and this this hit me just like you know crazy. Um, this Mercury retrograde, but I started this process with my my website. Um, about a year ago, but it was just seeming like it would take forever, and I was trying to make changes, but I was afraid I was going to mess everything up, and so I was being careful, but it was like I could only get anything done for a short period of time during a retrograde, and then this retrograde, it trashed my whole site, so I'm, you know, starting from from the very beginning again, and um, and that's been an interesting process. It's very similar to what you're doing. You know, I've been thinking about it for a while. I had some of the, you know, some of the things set up, set up in place, but um, <laughs> definitely got a little boot in the butt there. Yeah, it, it definitely, uh, they like to know. And, um, you know, for me, Spirit has been telling me to go do a certain way, go to a certain path. And, you know, when you um, hesitate, they seem to give you a kick in the butt sometimes saying, uh, you're going to do this. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Have you had any big things sort of come up lately that are in that regard besides the radio show? Uh, no, just about building a church like I've been doing, which is why we're called Be the Light Now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been uh, working on that as well. So I've been redesigning yeah. the whole show for because we've been doing a show since our blog talk for about two years. Yep. So, but since October, we've been. Um, September, October, we've been uh, changing everything around. So at the first of the year, we started with a new format, having a lot more guests on than before and uh, just changing things around a bit. Very neat. I'm really glad you're doing this. I think it's it's really wonderful. Yeah, I like doing it, too, because um, it helps a lot of people out. Because not one person, no one person has all the answers. So it's always good exactly. to have different people like yourself coming on where we can talk about spirituality. And, uh, you know, some people, you know, we take calls and all and uh, do little mini reads sometimes for people. And mm-hmm. so we're going to. So it's always interesting. And, and spirits like, no, you got something bigger going on. It's like, oh, okay. So they, <laughs> they, they push it along sometimes. That's great. That's great. It's really it's really nice to know that you have that help and support and that you have um you know, all of those beings and spirit helping you to do these things. I think it might be overwhelming if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad I know about the you know, technology because like I said I have my own server mm-hmm. and when I've had a problem with them I call them up and, and uh you know, technical support is there twenty four seven and um smart. Yeah, and so, you know, I know how to, you know, go ahead and work with it all. So I've got that mm-hmm. all working. And then uh, the new switchboard that I'll be getting, that has 24-hour support also. That's interesting, isn't it? Sort of like we've got 24-hour support 
over on the other side, and we can, you know, work to set ourselves up with 24-hour support here, too. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's great. So the, what tools do you like teaching people to use? Um, I like, I well, whatever it is that works for them at, you know, that moment, um, and everybody seems to, to come in, you know, with varying degrees of, of kind of experience or understanding. Um, but I guess, you know, some of the things that seem to be sort of at the top of the list um, recently are how to, um, um, for people who are like me, but who maybe, um, you know, haven't, who are new to, to learning how to use their their sensitivity skills. Some people refer to it as being a highly sensitive person. Some people call it being an empath. But, you know, how do you control, how do you, if you're already somebody who's receiving information and you want to slow it down, how do you do that? How do you, um, how do you bring it into control so that you can experience it when you want to so that you're not shutting it off? But that you um you know you have this available to you when you want to use it um another um technique that um i I guide people in using is uh, that I kind of i do with them I'm helping them to do it, but um I don't necessarily recommend that they start off right out out the bat on their own is um soul retrieval, which is the concept that if you've been through something traumatic, um, a part of yourself can um, can sort of leave, can kind of take off, or can be stolen. Um, and in order to feel your best, you need to have that part back. But you need to be careful that you bring back, you know, only that which is really truly you and yours, and that it doesn't have any gunk, quote unquote, on it. Um, um, and and then sort of, you know, reestablish that part of yourself. And, and in some cases, you know, particularly if it's somebody that suffered trauma when they were a child, then um, you have to, that, that reintegration can take a while. Um, and you kind of have to get to re-know each other in a way and maybe help that child grow up or help that child feel safe now um, because if, if, the, if that part of you left um, because they didn't feel safe, then, you know, they need to, they probably have things that they need so that they can come back and and um, and be comfortable staying. Um, but things like that don't, don't usually happen um, until you, you know, they're ready and you're ready. And then something will kind of miraculously bring the, that tool and technique into your life. Um, what are some of the other things? Um, it, you know, fun stuff uh, that you can use on a sort of an everyday basis, of, of course, is um, something like a pendulum or um, different ways to ask questions um, or working with your guides or your angels, depending on your, your lexicon, how you refer to um, the divine in your life. Um, uh I also I also have a great respect for um, uh, what some people refer to as our plant allies. So herbs, um, flower essences, um, 
essential oils and um and then another another favorite of mine is something called mudras and the, that's basically hand yoga it's sort of a type of um acupressure it works the same way that acupuncture um and reflexology do that you have these energy systems that run through your body um and it, it's sort of a conduit between your spiritual self your your mental self and your your physical self and when you hold your fingers in certain positions you can help to change your body and you can help to change your energy field so it can help you to get rid of a headache and it can also help to um change the energy between for instance you and another person if you tend to get into arguments with them then you can do different mudras to help um change your energy so that regardless of whatever the other person chooses to do you know in accordance with their free will um that it will go more smoothly for you whether they agree to do what you want to do or not is a whole different subject that's that's, that's a different story but um so I pull from I pull from lots of different um uh spiritualities, I guess, would be one way to put it. Um because I think I think, you know, most of them that are of, of a positive nature um have underlying some of the, the same fundamental principles and beliefs and um and it keeps coming back to sort of a you know, core things that that work within you know each religion which I think is beautiful and so uh and being speaking about religion um you're non denominational <laughs> yeah non denominational semi all denominational <laughs> so you're a little bit of everything i'm i'm yeah ecumenical i i'm I find um, beauty and joy in lots of different faiths and traditions. Um, Native American. I grew. I was. I was christened as a baby um, and grew up in the Christian church. Um, and then, in my late teens, started to sort of take a, a long and winding path, um, exploring other religions. So. Um, I also feel an affinity with Judaism and and I and I think underlying a lot of this is um that I'm pagan but I don't know that much about it. I I know a little bit. There are so many other people who are so much deeper into it, but it's another thing that's been resonating with me sort of like, you know, the Hebrew songs that I've been doing and experiencing things and not knowing why but um until afterwards <laughs> and then discovering oh that that's part of you know this um tradition or procedure and um you know and this is why it's coming up now um and i just i just follow my intuition i just follow my gut it took a long time i think to to come to a point of trusting that but that's something that's been kind of a a beautiful process. What about you? Um, Be the same way. I'm a little eclectic, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I grew up, um, you know, with uh, being in a Roman Catholic church, so I tell everyone, yeah, I'm definitely a little messed up. (laughs) 
if it wasn't so heavy-handed, I mean, there's so many beautiful things in Christianity and in Catholicism, but um, there's uh, there's some there's some divergences, and I I just I in general I think that that variety is a beautiful thing, and that you know if we were all exactly the same, if we all fit into the same mold, then we would all be losing out on you know the unique and beautiful things that we bring to the world. So I. Um, I'm all for something that's sort of open. <laughs> do you still do you still attend church? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do every once in a while, and uh, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm trying to go ahead and um and build my own church. Right, right. So uh, we have it on, you know, it's online right now, and yeah. uh, we're trying to get it set up locally where I live at. Um, that's the harder part. Nowadays, it's just easier to set it up online, and uh, actually, the radio show is part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit easier setting it all up there, but um, it's it's going to be interesting. Very cool. So, are you in a, a open-minded kind of part of the country? Uh, I live in a Bible Belt, Florida. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're a little. Uh, a little close-minded here, but uh, for a lot of people are starting to open up more. That's so they really need somebody to be there so that they can connect and start to find out, find some answers to whatever it was that leads them to. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, rather interesting when we go ahead and do open it up because uh, we're going to, we want to be on a main road somewhere where it's highly visible. We have some metaphysical churches around, but they're more or less like down a little back road somewhere. <laughs> like, don't find yeah. us unless you're really meant to be here. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, mm, no, we we want to have the church where, you know, the chapel actually where it's going to be, um, you know, right on the main road where people are driving by and they're going to be like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't know that there was one here. Cool. So that's what we're, that's what we're gearing towards. So yeah. just take, take some time. Yeah. That's great. What is what have been some of the most amazing experiences that you've had? Uh, probably with uh, communicating with spirit. That's for sure. Yeah. So have I had, you had a burning uh, a burning bush. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you could. So I mean, I've seen angels, and I've visited the other side. And uh, after my mom passed away, she definitely left me a message and which was kind of you know, it took me a few minutes to realize because mm-hmm. uh, she died and the following day I got up and we had a, a five disc CD changer yep. and I, there was a certain song I wanted to play and yep. it would picked up the disc spun it around put it down went ahead picked up another disc started playing and I'm like no I don't want to hear this so I went ahead and tried it again <laughs> even tried yep. for, even tried to do it manually did the same yeah. thing. I said, oh, all right. Wow. So maybe there's a glitch with the CD player. So I went yeah. ahead and removed all the discs, put them all in different spots, went ahead, tried wow. it again, and it found that same disc. Yeah. I said, okay, Mom, evidently you have a message for me. But i got to <laughs> let it play. And it was the old disco song, I Will Survive. <laughs> let it play. I said, okay, now we can go ahead, and I bet you my song will play. Went ahead, and the CD that I wanted to play to, uh, to begin with worked with no problem. 
Wow. That's beautiful. So I was like, okay, you know, and I've, you know, I've visited the other side as a guest and, um, you know, had interesting communications, but that's the most uh, memorable one for sure. How did that sort of come about that you visited as a guest? Um, I had an uncle living with us when I was a kid and uh, he died of cancer and I helped take care of him. Yeah. And he came to me in a dream and said he wanted me to, uh, to go there. He wanted to take care of me. And a neighbor told me this would happen. And she said, just tell him you want to visit. This way here. She said, this way here, you'll go ahead and come back. So I told him, so I'll go there and visit. And went up there, and it was just the most amazing experience. What was it like? Mm, very uh, warm, loving. Uh you know, blue skies, green fields, huge buildings, all these people around. Couldn't make out a lot of their faces, and it was. And I was told because I was only visiting there, so I, I couldn't know too much. Yeah. And uh, then I ended up walking off with uh, who I come to realize later on was one of my guides, and they brought me to uh, the Hall of Records. Yeah. Uh, where they were showing me things in books and all, and told me a lot of it would come would be known as I needed it uh, later on in life. Oh, so don't worry about trying to remember this, but here's the deal. Yep. I was like, wow. oh, okay. So it was a rather uh, peaceful night's sleep till I woke up, and I was smiling, and it was just like, wow, what an experience. That's really, really beautiful. That's so cool. And how how old were you? Twelve. Uh, Oh, it's great. I mean, I'm sorry about your uncle, but yeah. it's a great experience. So, but yeah, it was definitely uh, enjoyable, too. And, um, uh, you know, I haven't gone back there per se. Not that I can yeah. remember. I mean, I'm sure right. I have. But, um, yeah. you know, like I said, I woke up the following morning, and it was just the most relaxing night's sleep I'd ever had. Because a lot of questions were answered, I bet. Yeah. And then some. And it raised, it raised a lot of questions, too. But uh, like I said, they told me then, it's like, you know, you'll know more about it as um, as time is needed. They said, you've just got a bigger picture to play, and, and we just want to let you know this information now. It's like, oh, okay. That's really neat. So what's the most uh, memorable experience you ever had? <laughs> um. Um, well, I guess the, the the thing that sort of started bringing me back into, okay, well, there's a couple, but the the thing that started bringing me back into um, being in touch with these gifts was that one day I was just doing some dishes in the kitchen, nobody else was home, and all of a sudden it was like somebody hit me over the head with a frying pan. I just knew that a friend of mine was dead, a very important, very close friend, and that I, but I wasn't sure if he was dead, dead right then, or if it was a matter of time, but I was freaked out, and um, uh, called his house, got an answering machine, and then, you know, then I think I may have left a couple, I may have called a couple times, I can't remember, only got the answering machine, didn't hear back from them for several days, and then their their son, who's also a really good friend of mine, called and um and i I didn't tell him anything because at that point I didn't know um very much about 
you know, sort of how to go about all of these things and how to handle it, but I did know that, you know, not to influence other people, um, that their path, you know, they needed to pick their path. Um, you know, and dropping something like that on somebody is, you know, it's not a good thing anyway. But um, in terms of, like, me telling somebody else, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to die. <laughs> um, so I didn't know what to do with it. Um, and um, I went to my minister at the time um, at a congregational church, and she was really wonderful. She was very open-minded. I don't think she knew a whole lot about these things, but basically, you know, I was telling her I'm really freaked out. This friend of mine had been diagnosed with cancer, but, you know, the last I had known, it was um, in remission. And um, and so she um, suggested that I read Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's book about on, on death and dying. And it kind of opened my conscious mind to ideas of, the spiritual other side of things and um and i and I started to approach that whole situation differently and then shortly after that, I found out that this friend um really he did have cancer it was back and it was you know back with a vengeance and about ten months later he died um that was and he died about three weeks after my grandfather died, and both of them i have a um <laughs> At this point, a non-existent relationship with my father, um, and at that point, it was already, you know, it had been bad ever since I was a child, but these two men had been my sort of father re- replacement, so this was hugely devastating for me, and my, you know, very, it, it just everything started sort of opening. Um, um and uh, I'm trying to think what were some of the other. Oh, well, another one that really got me going <laughs> on this path also was that in a dream I was shot in the back, um, but I woke up from the dream um, about a foot and a half off the, in the air, about a foot and a half off the bed, um, and then fell back down to the bed, like, you know, as if I'd been shot and the, the shot pushed me up. Um that freaked me out, so I went and tried to find um i I wanted to talk with a young woman that I had met recently even just a little bit before that, and um who I knew um was doing psychic readings but also had some shamanism background and um she was in the process of moving and um couldn't see me, but she recommended that I take some courses with um michael Herner's uh I think it's Foundation for Shamanic Studies, something like that. Um, so I did. I did that, and that was that was really cool. So journeying became a kind of like a neat – well, sh- shamanism is all around the world, um, and there are all sorts of different names for all of these things. Some people, you know, call it a witch doctor. Some people call it a shaman. Some people call it a holy person. Um, but, it, you know, somebody who can at will to a certain extent – cross between the worlds and get information and do healing and, and come back and, and um, you know, and help. Usually their purpose is also to help people who are here as well. Um, so that was really, that was really enlightening and sort of opened up a lot of doors. Um, and I can't remember exactly when I started um, quote unquote talking with dead people, but that's, Somewhere in between 
you know, talking with people who have crossed over and past life experiences, this is sort of like all of it sort of like melding and blending. And, and I think that's, you know, part of what a lot of people are here in this lifetime. If you're alive in this lifetime, you are probably working really hard to um, clean up a whole lot of, of past stuff and tie up loose ends and prepare for, you know, this big momentous steps that we're taking forward. Um, and so that's something that I've been working with clients with um, a lot lately. And um, it's um, it's kind of an interesting blend because sometimes things are so absolutely traumatic in a past life that just as, a, as in, you know, this current life where we're able to, you know, block out information, um, we can block out information from past lives too. But it, there comes to be a point um, where, you know, our higher self, our soul, is saying you need to wake up and remember this part now because you need to fix this so that you can progress forward. And so sometimes clients come to me with um, some pretty serious physical problems that are not readily explainable um, and or curable, healable in this lifetime, but at root is really that old lifetime where they really need to, to handle some stuff. And I hope to be sort of a a bridge, a translator between their conscious minds now and their spirit and what happened with them before so that they can understand it consciously and then also hopefully accept it at, at some level. Um, and then we also work on healing um, what happened way back then so that most importantly, honestly, so that most importantly that spiritual part is healed um, and then also with the underlying hopeful goal of um, helping to at least reduce physical symptoms now, if not heal them. Cool. What's, what is sh- uh, shamanism? <laughs> That's um, uh, on a, a, a simple definition um, would be it's, it's a, well, a shaman is someone who is able to cross between different planes or um, they're, they're able to live here and now and yet, and without dying, they're able to cross maybe some people feel like they leave their body, other people um, don't necessarily feel like they're leaving their body, but they're they're entering into another world of existence or multiple worlds of existences. And um, in some ways, kind of like when you visited the Hall of Records and you were talking with your guide, uh, um, a, a shaman can be awake or in a trance or, you know, or asleep, but um, working with spiritual helpers um, and gathering information <clears throat> or healing themselves or other people or the planet um, um, you know, from another place of, of being and getting to the heart of the matter. And, you know, sometimes everything that we see here isn't everything. Sometimes there are other, it's all connected. 
Um, so they can use different techniques, and most of these techniques are really, really ancient um, and yet totally applicable to life now because fundamentally at our core, the thing that's most important is our spiritual being. Um, it's like that phrase where we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And um, some people call themselves light workers. There's lots of different names for this. But there's I've, I feel like there's a lot of overlap and interplay between these different types of things. Um, some shamans um, from different traditions, um, just like some types of, of witches, use, um, you know, magic or approaches to um, spiritual um, spiritual power, spiritual existence, spiritual working that are, that are ethical or not ethical. And, um, and I think sometimes, you know, people have to, to learn it, and some people are more sort of attuned to that or not. Um, some shamans and some witches use um, other, they use substances of one sort or another, either, you know, plant or herb substances to have basically a trip, a psychedelic trip that enhances their spiritual experience. Um, sometimes they use, sometimes they kill animals. Now, personally, I don't like that, um, but they do. Um, what are some of the varieties of things that go on? Um, there are lots and lots and lots and lots of different tools and techniques um, that different spiritual workers use. Um, you know, and I think that that people feel that they have a time and a place, you know, where they are. And so, you know, I try to be open-minded about things, but I personally am I'm all, uh, <laughs> you know, like Aztecs grabbing somebody's heart out of their chest. I, I don't like that stuff. I like things hey. where people are being nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Was it um, mugwort is supposed to be really good for um, to help, you know, if you're making a tea with it. And it's supposed yep. to be good for helping you to meditate and um, for psychic development and all. And so mm-hmm. I know there's a couple of, and then uh, Damiana is the same way. Yep. Um, it, yes, and there are some things that are considered in, um, illegal here in the United States, but that people somehow managed to get from Mexico and, you know, parts from cactuses and things like that. I think there's a lot. There's there's so much, so much you can do and so much you can use to help yourself, um, but um, I think from from my personal perspective, um, I think it's really helpful to use things that are really if you're gonna if you feel like you need something like that to try to use something that's really mild because you want to be able to snap out of it and protect yourself um, because. It's real. All of it's real. Your physical being and your spiritual being within your physical being here now is real. And everything that you're doing over, you know, on the other side is also real. So um, you want to be able to snap out of it really quickly. And you want to be able to control what you're doing. Um, 
So I, that's a, that's an area of of um, some very interesting things that you can do, but be very very careful. Um, you can also use different types of of crystals, and there's some really wonderful crystal books out there. Um, you know, like stones or or gems that also do some very similar that that are also assistive. And um, personally, I you can stop it faster with that. But also, you just your physical being. If you're if somebody's you know working on improving their meditation or their um, ability to, to be spiritually perceptive, um, there is, um, you know, as you're, as you're getting your physical body in better and better shape, you know, eating healthily, resting, um, it's something I fall down on a lot lately, um, getting, you know, good exercise, um, as your organs work well, then your energy flows better, and then your psychic abilities and your spiritual abilities also work better. Yeah, I prefer kind of, using um, crystals to help me out a little bit. Yeah. Which ones do you like? Um, one that I like is uh, selenite. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have a nice big selenite um, with me when I do a lot of the readings and all. So I have it close yeah. by. And then I also use, uh, you know, of course, regular quartz crystal, too, or amethyst. Yeah, I love amethyst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of amethyst clusters, too, that I'll keep around. And so it's, uh, you yeah. know, I like, I like using those. Selenite, though, I like because, uh, you know, you can put all the other crystals around them. And mm-hmm. it'll help absorb the negativity uh, from them and help cleanse them, and it cleanses itself, so there's nothing you have to do with it. Mm-hmm. So if you know if you're new to using crystals and you're not sure what to do, it's like that's one of the better ones to get. Mhm. Good piece of information. Yeah. So and and it's not too expensive. You can get a nice piece uh, piece of it and all for like uh, up to like ten dollars. So it's not too bad. Yeah. What are your some some of your what have been some of your favorite routes to learn um, the things that you know and that you do? Like, um, uh, you know, do you have some favorite books, or did you take classes, or did you uh, a couple of different books sort of gifted? Um, another one for uh, for learning to use Chitaro was um, uh, I can't remember her first name was Connolly. And she has the journeyman handbooks, so they they taught uh, a lot of uh, more advanced stuff. And she actually has three books in the series that teaches you how to be um, a reader. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they give you the basics and all on there. So um, you know she was really good uh, for it. And you know just different people. Uh, another good one that I listened to for meditation yep. is uh, Margaret Ann Lembo. She has okay. some good uh, meditation CDs out there also. How do you spell her last name? L-E-M-B-O. Okay. Okay. So, and, and I've listened to hers, and uh, she's actually on, too, and she's got some uh, interesting books. One of them coming out now is called Chakra Awakening. Oh, it's yeah. It's talking about using crystals, color, aromatherapy, and so it's a real uh, interesting book, too. So I don't really have one particular author that I, you know, I like listening to yep. or reading. 
I just go according to spirits like, oh, well, this book seems interesting. Go ahead and get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I, I definitely have a nice size um, library growing, that's for sure. Oh, isn't that great? And then you can go back and refer to it if you have something that comes up. Or I also find that a lot of times I don't necessarily want to read a book like that cover to cover. I find this part that, like, you know, it is speaking to me at that time. and then But then later I'll go back and say, you know what, I feel like there's something more I need to find out. <laughs> so I have there are books that I've been sort of playing with in a sense for years. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, being doing a radio show, and I have so many uh, people coming on who have been on who are authors, and they're like, oh, here's my latest book. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, oh, cool. And it's interesting because in next month I have a different author every week. Oh, neat. So, I, so you know, I've got like five or six books that they, they you know, their publishers gave me, and they're like, oh, here's a, you know, here's a book for this one, here's a book for that one. I'm like, okay, where am I going to find time to read these? <laughs> Scanning. <laughs> yeah, real quick. So, but uh, you know, it, you know, really look through and see what uh, what really resonates and all, and take it from there. But it's a, a great way to um, to meet some new authors, new people coming into the uh, spiritual realm on what they're writing about. Mhm. That's wonderful. And how about you? What are your what which authors are really um, interest you? Um, well, I have a couple of books right on the top of the stack right now by Cindy Dale. She does um, energy healing, kind of kind of along the lines of um, Margaret Ann Limbo, I think, The Chakra Awakening. And um, she has a great book that I, um, I just got um, with, it's like an encyclopedia of, of energy healing, and she kind of goes across all the different... Um, uh, practices from around the world and across time um, for working with our energy systems, you know, and, and metaphysically, spiritually, mentally, um, and physically. Um, I also love um, Ted Andrews' books, especially Animal Speak. Um, I live out in the uh, well. I live in an area that has a lot of great nature, but you know, you can get animal images. Uh, even if you, you know, live right in the heart of the city. Um, so those are, their animals are great guides. Um, and um, uh, I think some of the stuff that I started with was Louise Hay and also um, Sonia Shot Cat. And I got a lot out of both of their works. Um, and I still like both of them. I think they're I think they're they're great, and they make um, that kind of information accessible for people. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what some of the other major ones are. Um, I mean, I've I've also got books on Reiki and color therapy, um, and. Uh, and yoga, I feel like I, there's a lot to yoga that I could tap into, and that at some point it would be really good for me to do that, but I don't do that as much. Um, I guess, you know, part of my, part of my, 
Um, part of my spiritual practice, in a sense, is 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 walking because I don't I'm I don't meditate well unless I have physically really spent like hours exercising to the max, and then I can lay down <laughs> and have a deep meditation, or I can go for a walk um, and get a lot of information. So I usually end up doing the walk since I need to exercise too. Um, but what are some of your what are some of your practices in that in that sense? Um, well, sometimes you know I do the uh, I have to do the guided meditations. I can't do uh, a meditation on my own. Yeah. Because my mind just keeps on wandering, and I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. So, you know, I just go ahead and do the guided meditations. And I have a couple of different ones that I um, that I use. And some of them, you know, I just have to um, try, you know, get references from other people. Because I've had somewhere I bought them. And the meditation's like, oh, you know, you're doing really good. And all of a sudden their voice goes up a couple of octaves and scares the hell out of you. Oh, and I'm oh, like, oh, okay, yeah. that just totally shocked me right back into reality. And there goes the meditation part, you know, and. Right. So then I've had some that you know, and all of a sudden you'll you'll start falling asleep on them. Actually, one of the ones that I like, where I actually kind of do that, is Christopher Penzak, and it's called the Witch's Shield. Which, um, and I first saw that book years ago, and I was definitely not interested. I just thought it was dark, it wasn't right for me, and all this kind of stuff. And then I get to a point where. Um, I realized that I really needed to work on my self-defense. Um, and so for whatever reason, I ended up getting it. And he has a CD in there with um, some guided meditations. And um, um, and then um, you sort of do a bunch of, of activities through which I usually stay pretty conscious. <laughs> and, you know, you're very, you're very focused for those. And then, then there's another part where you are receiving healing and I, sometimes I find myself just, you know, go, you know, I'm out. <laughs> and when I get kind of, when I come back up out of it, I feel really, you know, really refreshed, really healed. Um, you know, maybe back in alignment or or back more to myself. But if you, I, I invite you to come check out my uh, some of the guided meditations on on my site, which is uh, blog.peacockandpaisley.com. Um, and uh, I've been doing um, stress release meditation, so that may not be what exactly you know the, what you're looking for, but that's been something that a lot of people have been um, asking me to do. Um, and and I think the thing that's fascinating about a guided meditation is that sometimes uh, you know we call it meditation, but we're also um, it's not just like the own kind of a meditation, but it's you're actually you know actively doing healing, um, you're kind of doing shamanic work. But I think lots of people don't realize that they can do it, and or if they knew, if you know if you put another name on it, they're they're not comfortable with it. Um, but it's really really some beautiful stuff, and can make some really profound changes for people's lives. Which is great. Cool. Well, let me tell you, we're going to take a short little break, and then we'll be back. Okay, wonderful. Everyone, we're going to take a short break for just a moment. 
everyone can just relax and unwind some more and just enjoy themselves tonight. And I'll be right back in just a moment. Once in a while. Absolutely. 
I love the music. <laughs> That's actually from one of our the one of our guests that we have on once in a while, uh, named Sarah Wiseman, and she has a band that's called Martyrs of Sound. Yeah. So it's very uh, cool. relaxing music. Yeah, so I kind of like that. Yeah. So you want to take a couple of calls? Absolutely. Okay. Eric code seven five seven. You're on the air. Hi. How are you? Doing great there. How are you? Good. I think I'm doing good. I have a question about um, the reasons why my ex-husband is contacting me again. I want to find out some insight or get what's up as to why. Um, Mike, should I jump in? or? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you should be really cautious about it. Um, hold on one second. Are you, oh, okay, this is feeling I get that he's trying to tap back into you because he kind of feels that you're starting to move on and he feels sad about letting you go. Okay. But I also feel like, I, I also have this other level of concern about it, like that there's some information that he could use that would be, in a way that would be harmful to you. Um, but that the underlying way to deal with it is to be very, very clear within yourself and um, at kind of spiritually about your boundaries with him. Okay. Have you ever, di- do, you, do you know what cord cutting is? Uh, no. It's, um, it, what's your spiritual faith or background? Uh, Catholic. Okay. Um, Archangel Michael um, is, you know, a very strong protector um, and can help us to disentangle ourselves from unhealthy relationships. Um, and um, a, a cord is a spiritual connection between two or more people or situations. Um, and it's like um, a double-ended electrical, like an extension cord. So it plugs into one person on one end, and it plugs into the other person on the other end. And this is pretty, you know, when you when you're when you're transitioning with a relationship, and you um, sometimes we are still connected with the other person, even though we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So, Archangel, if you want to do, would you like to do a little healing right now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask. Um, spirit to um, give all of us protection and to um, to um, also hope your ex, if he is open and willing to that, um, which I'm getting that he is and he isn't. So, you know, as much as he is willing, he's also receiving help um, as we do this. And um, please also give us special guidance if there's anything additional that we need to be aware of. Um, so we are surrounded with light and love. And um, uh, if you would you like me to sort of teach you how to do this? Yes. Okay. Because this is something that you'll probably need to redo. Um, because when people disconnect, um, even if they're not consciously aware of what you have done, they will feel a shift. They will feel a change. And if they have been connecting to you and it's an unhealthy connection and they have been taking more energy from you than they are giving to you or if they are being poisonous towards you, 
then um, they will be either, you know, upset that they don't have, they will be upset that they don't have their opportunity anymore to do what they've been doing. Whether that's, yeah, (laughs) whether that's stealing energy or sending that energy your way, um, they will try to reconnect all, usually. Um, So um, you can continue to do this exercise, and I would recommend that you do so on a a daily basis. Or even if all of a sudden you feel funny, then just do it again. So it's very simple. And we're going to ask Archangel Michael to come in and help us to do this. Um, but what I'd like you to do is to picture um, in your head, if you can, or feel, however it is that it feels, um, any kind of an unhealthy connection with your ex. And then okay. describe it. Uh, describe what? What I'm feeling? Yeah, well, some, a lot of people are really visual, but if you're not, so if you are visual and you can see a connection, then tell us what it looks like if you feel like it. Or some people who aren't visual do better if they feel what it feels like. And then, so either way, just tell me what you see or uh, feel. If I feel like I'm connecting with him? Okay, let me do this for you first, okay? Okay. And then we'll then we'll practice sort of run it. Okay. Um, and, um, okay, hold on one second. Okay, so I get the feeling that it's kind of connecting to your, well, your, what, I don't know, your lower liver. Um, so that's on your right-hand side of your abdomen. Um, say if you put your hand, you, you know, right on, like, the seam of your shirt, take your right hand, and put, like, the heel of your palm on the seam of your shirt and then wrap your hand around. It's where your fingers end. Oh, okay, okay. And, um, oh, and let's see. For him, it connects to him right in the middle of his, um, his solar plexus, which is... Um, if you take your other, if you take your, okay, so you have your right hand in that same place, and you take your left hand and you touch the fingertips to your other hand, it's where the heel of your palm ends. It's basically in the middle of your body, like in the center of your body, and it's just below your rib cage. Okay. This is a major, powerful uh, energy center. Other, it's also known as a chakra. And it is this cord is plugged into you, you know, at that liver area, and it's plugged into him in the solar plexus area, and he is yanking, like pull, really pulling. Um, he's kind of mad that he hasn't been able to pull you towards him, but it's, you know, you need to release this. Um, you know, or cut it. You can you can choose to cut it with scissors. You can choose to cut it with a chainsaw. You can choose to blow it up, um, or you can choose to have Archangel Michael do it for you. Um, but um, when you're ready, uh, let me know. I'm ready. Okay. Oh, you just released it. Okay, that's cool. Um, okay, so Archangel Michael, please wrap up any of these things. Okay. And, um, okay, Archangel Michael, please um, remove from her being, from her body, any uh, remainders of the cord. Um, and please heal into that area. Please heal 
um, there's like a transition down lower. Okay, hold on one second. So, Archangel Michael, please. Okay, so there's something lower that, let me see if I can figure out how to describe it. It's it's back, it's down a little bit lower. It's like at the bottom, if you have your hand in that same place again, your right hand, it's, it's like at the bottom of your hand, but it's closer to the seam of your shirt. Okay. Um, and there's some kind of connection with this. There's some, um, this has to do with the reason why you let him make this connection. Because consciously or subconsciously, usually, like, it's we have allowed this these types of connections um and in order to um sort of make a clean break and move on, we need to work on the underlying issues too um and I feel like a little like short of breath almost oh no is uh, does this resonate for you or the shortness of breath almost like of feeling of fear, yeah. of concern, kind yeah. of like, should I run, should I run, should I run? Yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, um, that's it. I'm, I'm serious. That's that's when you, earlier when you said, what do I feel when I'm thinking of him or whatever, that's my first thought is to run or leave, go. Yeah. Pay, always pay attention to those. Always, always, always. We have those for a reason. And it is to protect ourselves and it is to make our lives as best we can make them. And it doesn't mean that we need to stay with somebody even if we feel strong feelings. Sometimes we feel strong feelings because we have these inappropriate cords. So once you cut the cord and once you start to change the pattern within yourself and heal the reasons why you allowed the cord in the first place, then you will start to be able to leave. And it will be easier. Um, but, um, okay, hold on a second. I'm bringing in some protection for you. Um, okay. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to look at, okay, it shifted again. Okay, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Pretty strong at this, and he keeps shifting it to try and reconnect with you. So, um, okay, so Archangel Michael, please continue to block these attempts at reconnection. Please free this woman from this bondage and please heal. Wow. Okay, so we're setting up like a shield like around you, kind of like a globe, a clear globe, a dome against us. Okay, so that we're putting him at bay for the moment, and then I need to turn to you and ask you, why did you connect with him in the first place? Okay, uh, when we first met, yeah, or reconnect, reconnect after our divorce. We've been divorced for like five years. Yeah, Six yeah. Years. Oh, you can you can have connections with people that it's been a very long time. It doesn't. It's not about time at all. But it's why did you get together with him in the first place? Um, I, I, when I met him, I thought he would be a connection for me to meet somebody else. I wasn't interested in him, but I thought he might have some friends I might be interested in. That's the truth. <laughs> and I ended okay. up going out with him and meeting, in, you know, and going to lunch and then hooking up with him. And okay. Then we got married. Okay. Oh. Okay. 
All right. Um, okay, hold on a second. I'm kind of looking at past life stuff with you guys. Okay. Um, yeah, because he's pretty powerful. This, and and I can see, you know, he was pissed that you didn't want to be with him. He knew it. Um, and he, but he like roped you in and, and attached and connected. And um, okay, so I'm undoing some stuff. Okay. Okay, hold on a second. Kind of blowing away some energy. Okay. Um, have you had... Um, okay, hold on one second. I just got this image of you shoving him away, which is good. Um, have you had any health issues related to your liver, or have you had a lot of anger? Uh, no, my liver is okay, but anger, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. But, no, but um, not, not, not with him, not anymore with him. I'm finished with with him. Okay. I used to be. Yep. The um the liver is um kind of like the organ that's associated with anger. So sometimes if we have unresolved anger issues or anger with you know whomever, then that's something that is providing us an opportunity to. If this is this, is, if did you have unresolved anger before with somebody else before you met your ex? No, actually I didn't. Okay. No, then, not angry at all. <laughs> then to me it seems like this is something that you're you're um you were connected with him in a past life and he was also strong like this before. But this is kind of like you're uh, you provided yourself with this opportunity to kind of permanently say no. Okay. You know, I'm done enough. Yeah. Back off and stay off. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, okay, hold on a second. Yeah, okay. So, I'm getting, um, okay, let's see. Okay. So, um, so when you do this, do you feel like you remember the steps so that you can do this every day for a little while? Yes. Okay. And when you said you see me pushing my way, I did. I did. I actually was. Pu- I had just pushed my hands forward and visualizing, you know, going. Good for you. So that, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. When you when you finish doing the exercise each day, let yourself stand in a little shower of light blue rain and kind of to finish it off, wash off, and then step on. You know, kind of go on with your day. And you, okay. you will probably see some really dramatic and beautiful results and changes. Good. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I sure will. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, her energy definitely changed. Awesome, huh? Yeah, definitely was able to help her out. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's always good to be able to cut those cords and and release that. 
We definitely need yeah. to do that occasionally so we can go ahead and move forward because a lot of times we don't realize we're stuck to the past because of those chords. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Area code 603801. You're on the air. Hi, uh, Mike. Um, hi. Um, hi. How are you, Heather? Great. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Um, I guess I'm just kind of, uh, my name is Val. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm just kind of wondering what you maybe pick up or, you know, see for me coming up or around me or, or I don't know. Um, I, well, I'm picking up some frustration. Um, And part of the message that that your guidance is sending to you is that you can choose and that it will help you to that to take action in terms of choosing. And even if it's not the perfect um choice, that it's okay. Like it's kind of like you don't have to make a perfect decision. You can move forward in whatever direction you want to try. And your support, your spiritual support system will kind of run around and fix things so that you can keep moving forward. Like you don't know how, you don't have to know how it's going to happen. You don't have to make the perfect decision. You don't have to take the perfect action all the time. But that they will help you and they will fix it for you. And if you decide, you know, if you get going in one direction and you're not comfy with it, then you can choose another direction or you can tweak it. I was going to say, what is it that I'm choosing? What area? I guess I'm confused. I mean, I, I different choices in life in different areas, and I'm not quite sure what. What is this referring to? This can be referring to anything in your life, but do you want to tell me what it is that's most on your mind? Um. Well, I, I'm. I don't know that this is so much a frustration. It's just more. I want to write a book, and I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and I'm kind of putting ideas together in my head. I know what I want to write it on, and I'm very happy. Um, but I guess I'm just wondering more what you feel about, you know, the book, how it will do, um, you know, how long it will take me to get it published, or should it be a pretty easy publish or you know so it's really about my book okay i have to really focus on an area okay um hold on one second sure let me kind of tap in and see a little bit more about what's going on Okay, so um, I'm getting that the book is a good idea, um, but that it will help you to do some um, centering and clearing, kind of like coming into your core and making your core strong, clear, and healthy, and sending up energy through you up um, 
the image that I got is up out through your head and then coming down and showering down to the ground and then also coming back up that okay so that let me double check something hold on I guess the, your, the flow of your energy is blocked um, at your core about like in the middle of your body kind of again at the solar plexus and that as you remove um, those blocks that that all of this process will become easier. Um, and without that, that it will be hard for you to move forward. I keep getting the color yellow. That's the yellow is associated with that chakra. But um, that working, are you familiar with color therapy? Um, I, I, not so much, no. I Maybe I've heard of it. Yeah, time okay. I do, well, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. They're um, they're asking me to ask you to focus on um, a like a lemon yellow to help balance your energy, to help build your energy, and um, that this will help you to progress. Um, okay, so in practical terms, um, in everyday terms, that would be sort of like um, try to wear some yellow clothing of this sort of, a, you know, a really good, healthy, clear yellow, very positive yellow, not a murky yellow, but a very vibrant yellow. Um, uh, you know, wear um, a hair elastic that's yellow, wear a shirt that's yellow, um, <laughs> wear yellow undies. Um um, if you have time during your day where you're just kind of waiting, even if you're kind of in a meeting or something like that, um, picture this color yellow. Just think about yellow, and it will help start to help activate that area and help to dislodge um, some of the blockage that's there. Um, and um, hold on a second. Well, something about your mother. Something about my mom. Okay, yeah, hold on. That has something to do with the the blockage. Okay, so I'm just doing a little bit of um, healing work for you. Okay, so I just did a little bit of 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 healing work for you. Um, um, wow. Um, Okay, I think that's, okay, that's, again, this image of them tying a, um, <laughs> tying a bow and, like, packing string. Okay. Kind of like wrapping it up, I think, is what they're saying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. 
I'm not yeah. sure I follow. You said okay. something about my mother, and I'm not quite sure I follow that or where that was going or what that meant. Okay. They're, they're, they're based, I, they didn't give me much information about your mother other than that there's some kind of a connection with the blockage and that that yellow area, that 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 working with that yellow color is going to help you overcome that. Um, and Wait, um, issues with me and my mom, kind of? Is that what you're saying? Right. They're being oh, very... My mom, is like, my mom is like my best friend. We're super close. Like, there's not any issues whatsoever. That's good. That's good. Then this will then they will only get even your relationship with her will only get even better. Okay. I just I don't think I don't know how it could. I mean, we're just incredibly close. That's 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 a good thing. Sometimes um Hello. Hi, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. Sometimes um, when you do work on yourself, things can shift in your relationship with other people because you're changing, your energy is changing. So just let those changes ebb and flow, um, you know, and, and remain confident about that, that it is changing for the positive. Um even if things get a little bumpy, and hopefully they won't. But just keep, for now, just keep working with the the yellow energy. Um, you know, even uh, you know, have lemons. You know, set set a, a small bowl of lemons on your desk, or have a picture of lemons. But but it's that that really vibrant yellow energy. Um, and they're telling me that that's that's all that you need to know right now. And I'm sorry it's not more uh, directive or directed, but they're asking me to have you just focus on that for now, that it's, you know, it's one step in the right direction and that's the only one that they want you to do right now. (laughs) Okay. So, all right, so you don't know how my book will do. Um, That's okay. But, um, hey, thank you very, very much. Thank you for calling, and best of luck with the book. And um, I think that, you know, it will do well as you continue to take these steps and be open to, to receiving guidance from your helpers because they really are trying to work hard to work with you. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, I thank you so very much. And blessings. You're welcome. Blessings with you, too. Thank Namaste. You. Namaste. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, nice healings. Thanks. So you also do uh, Reiki work also? Yep. Um, I I do Reiki, but um, sort of more the, the Shambhala version of it. Um, not so much. Uh, I'm more focused on the energy and, and less focused on the um, on the symbols. Because <laughs> I guess you know the energy flows through beautifully, whether you're using symbols, you know, consciously or not. 
Yeah. Uh, so, do you, which tradition do you use for uh, Reiki? Um, Shambhala. Shambhala considers itself and 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 traditional uh, Usui Reiki people tend to feel that there's a massive break between the two, and that they are, um, you know, very very different. I perceive that. Um, I guess I perceive it sort of as different flavors of ice cream. It's all ice cream, but it's it it can have a palpable difference in feel, and some people prefer one over the other. Um, I can, I think they they can both be um, massively effective, and it just depends on what you like to work with or what you like to receive. But I've 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 been doing this long before I ever found out that there was a thing called Reiki. And I know people who have never been attuned, um, but who have amazing and, you know, healing energy and, um, just use it really beautifully. Yeah. Reiki is amazing too. It's uh wonderful to work with. Mm-hmm. Do you also do Reiki? Yes. Yeah, I do the uh, Usu, and I'm also uh, attuned to Money Reiki also. Ooh, Money Reiki. Yes, where you can use it for, uh, you know, at work or, you know, at any time to help bring in more money for you. That's intriguing. I never had heard it or, like, you know, have a specific name on it, but that's um, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you bless it with uh, the money symbol. Okay. And uh, you just go ahead and, um, you know, first symbol for that, and uh, just go ahead and call in for um, for money to come to you. And it's good for at work, you know, you know, uh, do the money symbol on your front door, do it on your register. You know, that helps bring in more people for you. Beautiful. I love that. Yep. Then I'm going to start, uh, probably start uh, going ahead and teaching that again, too, so. Oh, cool. How can people find out about it? Uh, they can always go to my website, so which is okay. com, which is my uh, my main website that I use now. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's Wonderful. good to, and it does help to go ahead and bring in more uh, more money for you also. Always a good thing. Yes. Always excellent. So do you do any events of any type or I teach um I teach most of my classes online or over the phone. Um and people can find uh one of my they actually can find my how to how to be highly sensitive and like it class online at blog.peacockandpaisley.com. Just go to the shop um and uh you can find it in there. Um and um uh and I also hold classes occasionally um but i I work with people from all over the world so i I love doing stuff in person um but I also find I can reach so many people by using uh the internet and and phone services and it's just I love that <laughs> yeah it's uh, always interesting meeting people from around the world, especially now with uh, the internet isn't it great? Do you do Facebook a lot? 
Oh yeah, I've I've reached my five thousand friend limit on Facebook, so I have a uh, oh, you know cool. the fan page on there. Yep. Very good. Very good. So I, I think, always keep uh, asking everyone. It's like you know, I wonder if the guy that created Facebook has limited himself to five thousand friends. <laughs> He's probably got a close inner circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I love technology, and I I find it fascinating how it's basically mimicking psychic connection. You know, if we could, if for people who aren't tuned into, you know, sort of, it, it's kind of like a way of of like for instance, online chatting. Uh, say you want to Facebook message a friend and have a, have a live chat. It's kind of like tapping in to a friend, you know, that lives across the country or around the world and saying, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? But, you know, for people who aren't quite doing that yet, it's uh, it's fun to do. Uh, it's fun to do Facebook. I love Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is good. I had to turn actually turn off the chat function uh, because Excellent. it's just constantly, cause, you know, just constantly being bombarded. Um, with messages, and I'm like, oh, so and yeah. it is kind of kind of difficult sometimes. And and I actually locked up my browser once. I had too many uh, too many chats mm-hmm. pop up at once, and I'm like, oh, okay, nothing's happening. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So I like it though. It's uh, you know trying to use modern technology to the fullest extent, and it's always always a challenge. <laughs> yeah, especially in Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah. And I've learned to use my, uh, used to say intuition, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be one of them nights. So sure enough, there's technical problems that show up. Yep. Do you, have you found when working with a client, um, you know, either online or, <clears throat> excuse me, or over the phone, that that sometimes you have challenging connection issues with a with the phone, for instance. Oh yeah. Sometimes, especially with using Skype. Yep. Which is what I call in on for, uh, to do the shows, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times too, it just um, you can hear the the people echoey, or mm-hmm. all of a sudden their voices go out, and it's just really a, like an electronic tone. Mhm. And it's because we just have too much energy going on. Um, mhm. So we just. Got to deal with the with that. Sometimes it's like, okay, I can't can't hear the guests because I just got too much energy, so it's just completely distorted them. Kind of neat. Makes it challenging, but kind of neat. Yeah. So you also do pet uh, was it uh, pet Reiki also? Yeah. Yep. Energy healing for pets. Horses, dogs, cats, birds, mice, anything. So what does that entail? Um, well, you know, something you know, people can do for their for their own pets. It just just it works the same way for, for animals as it does for people that it, it helps to uh make you feel better physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, um and you feel more relaxed. Um, calmer, more energized at the same time, which is really a great combination. 
Um, and, you know, if somebody's feeling sick or in physical pain, um, you know, or maybe feeling really, really sad or really angry, then you can help to to heal that and shift it so that, you know, the pain either reduces or completely goes away. Um, you can heal wounds, which <laughs> I actually uh, do a lot for one of my cats. Um, it can help to prevent infection um, and speed healing. Um, um uh, I keep getting the message to say that, you know, if somebody has an upset tummy, that it also helps to, to heal that. Um, it's just, it's a great tool uh, for parents to use with their, their kids as well. Um, and uh, I, I think somebody who's listening has something going on with a child because I'm getting information that also helps to deal with nightmares. Um to help, you know, if your child's having nightmares, to help soothe that, to help prevent it. Um, oh, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Um, so if the, if if you, well, if your child is under spiritual attack, if they're having really strange, really scary nightmares and, um, you know, it doesn't seem to connect with anything that's going on in their real life, I mean, first of all, just for everybody who's listening at one point or another, um you know, if your child is having nightmares and they're trying to tell you something, please, please, please listen to them because um, children are really smart and and bad things happen to kids too. So if something bad is happening, please let them tell you. Um, but on the other hand, if this is purely a spiritual thing and your child is under spiritual attack, there can be many reasons for this. But um, uh, somebody who's listening is, is asking for guidance on this. And I'm getting that Ask for the angels, the guardian angels, to come in and protect both you and your child. I'm kind of feeling like it might be a him. Um, and, you know, kind of like wrap their wings around you to protect you, to, to, to protect you from the attack, to send off the, um, the bad energy. Also, please, um, okay, so here we go. So, angels, um, please remove any implant that this child may have, um, at all levels, and please heal that at all levels. Please also remove all cords. And okay, big good shift there. Um, please heal and feel that area. Please um, reassure the mom and give her strength to carry forward. Please continue giving her information that she needs in order to understand this to whatever level is most helpful for her and her son. I believe it is. Um, Okay, and, okay, yeah, and please send people into her life who understand this so that she can talk about it with them in a, in a supportive, friendly, helpful way. Um, okay, that's it for that one. Okay, uh, sorry, where did we start off? <laughs> Mike? Talking about uh, Reiki and also animals. Okay, all right, yep. So, um, you know, if your animal is stressed out, um, for instance, um, one of the horses that I worked with um, it w- was a, a recent purchase, and the, the horse was feeling a little stressed out and worried and wondering what was going on, and it was just traumatic. So, um, you know, Reiki or energy healing in that kind of a situation 
is really helpful. Um, and one of the ways to know if, okay, so if you don't necessarily have any training in energy healing, one of the ways you can start very, very simply is just to rub your hands together, the palm, palm against palm, um, you know, either back and forth or maybe in a circular motion. Um, you might want to clap your hands if you feel like your energy isn't clear yet. Clap your hands and then rub them together. And then um, place them going towards um, the animal. And you can touch or not touch. You don't even, you can be physically present with um, the person or the animal, or you can be across the country or around the world. But um, um, animals will oftentimes as well as people, but animals will oftentimes lean into you um, with the part of their body that they want healed. Um, and this is a way you can, you, uh, that you'll know if you're around other people, um, if they also are able to do energy healing, is for, especially with dogs. They will come right up and they will walk in between your hands when you bend down to pet them, and they will place that exact body part right where they want you to do some healing. And they will stay there for as long as they want it, and when they're done, they will, you know, give you a little kiss or whatever, and they will wander off. Um, another tip is um, if you're working, um, especially with cats and dogs, um, they will sometimes look at you um, if they are comfortable with you doing it and it's feeling good and they like it. Um, if they look away and, and do anything to move away, then they want you to stop. Um, but it's really, it's a, it's a beautiful thing and it's a great way to connect with your pets. And they will probably be more snuggly and loving afterwards um, and for a little while beyond that. And as you do this, you may also be able to find that you are developing a telepathic connection with them so that you are listening with your heart and your head instead of just your ears and your eyes. And they can tell you what's going on with them so that you can um, you know, make their life as, as great as possible and be a really wonderful guardian for them and just as wonderful as they are a companion for you. Do you have pets, Michael? Uh, I have one left. She's a 14-year-old shepherd mix. Oh, yeah. So I've had three at one point. I had a miniature Dotson, a black lab mix, and another shepherd mix. And she turned 14 last month, so. Congratulations. She's she's getting up there, but uh, still doing pretty well. But, yeah, occasionally, you know, I reiki her food every night. You know, every time i got to feed her and all, I'm always raking uh, her, all her That's food. That's a great idea. And, and give her Reiki also, and, and she's just like, oh, what are you doing to me again, you know? And, <laughs> uh, sometimes when, you know, she really uh, is enjoying it, she'll come over and butt up against me like, oh, come on, give me more, give me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, animals love energy healing. And, in fact, they do it for us all the time. You yep. know, if your cat comes and and sits with you or crawls up on your chest or something, they are, um, you know, they're not only, they're loving you, but they're also loving you with, with loving energy. Um, and that is just as healing as medicine or anything else. It's really a, really a wonderful thing. I'm very blessed. Yeah, I've been using Reiki. Um, 
you know, for years I had seen and heard about Reiki, and I was like, eh, no, it's not for me. And one day I was like, you know what, let me give this a try. Mm-hmm. And um, I went ahead and tried it, and I was like, hmm, okay. And then I finally went ahead and um, and went and became, the you know, certified for a master teacher. And, and I just love mm-hmm. it. I'm always raking. Uh, we have a lot of wildlife around me. And, you know, we'll be on the highway, and I'll see some deer out in the road, you know, on the side of the road. And, or a dog wandering in the street. I'll go ahead and I'll send out Reiki ahead as we get closer. It's like, oh, please go ahead and go home. And I'll be yeah. And, and all of a sudden, into the road. yeah. And it's amazing to all of a sudden to do that and watch a dog all of a sudden turn around and go back, or the deer to go ahead and, and look, and then turn around and go back mm-hmm. into the woods. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. So, I'm usually like, doing work from the other end of things. Yep. <laughs> so it's nice that you have it. That's that's really beautiful. And I just something just told me it's just like you know send them out Reiki out there and and. Uh, you know, with the message too, and and they turn around and go back. Beautiful, because that way, since you're sending the the really good energy to them, then they know that it's it's a it's a good thing, and then then they get the message and then turn away. That's really, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, there's nothing worse than seeing an animal getting you know getting hit, and it's like you know we're the we're the bullies out there. We're the ones with the big vehicles, and yeah, they're just doing what comes next, like just wandering around. And, Yep, we're in their backyard. (laughs) We're messing up their food source. Yeah, yeah. I ended up doing a lot of um, a lot of psychopomp work, which is basically helping um, a spirit to transition out of its physical body um, and onto a healthy spiritual realm and plane. Um, And um, so it's really nice to hear. I don't have too much trouble with, with animals running out into the roads, thank God, but I'm usually there for cleanups. <laughs> so it's really nice to hear about somebody who's doing it, who's preventing that in a beautiful way. Yeah, so, you know, I'm always sending it out. And the same thing with, uh, you know, having a garden and all. Breaking uh, oh, the plants. Uh, going ahead and just oh, breaking yeah. the plants. Yeah, and uh, you know you do. They do respond, especially if one of them's like you know not doing too well or whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, it's like they work really well to it. Yep, they grow stronger, more beautiful. Yes. Did you read the Celestine prophecy? No, I haven't read that one. Um, those are those are actually fun to read. Um, and it's basically a parable, and that's part of what he talks about is, you know, is energy exchange and um, how, you know, one aspect of that is working with plants and how you can see it. Um, you know, you can see the plant respond, and at some point when you, as you develop your, your well, for, for many people, um you may be able to develop an ability to see their energy field, their aura. Um, and, um, oh, and I, this is a fun little exercise. Um, so if you're just starting to get used to your energy and hoping to see your energy, um, if you stand in a sort of a dimly lit room, kind of the equivalent of dusk in a sense so that you can, see your hands visibly, um, but 
there's a kind of a grayish background. If you hold your hands up um, either over your head and maybe kind of um, with a kind of in a sense that's you know not well lit ceiling like a grayish ceiling um, or wall, and you point your um, let your fingertips come really close to touching each other on either hand, but not quite close. If you kind of work with your energy and you kind of kind of keep looking at them, kind of look a little bit beyond, kind of like if you're doing like, you know, um, what are those things called where you, you look at a book and it just looks like a bunch of dots and then if you get your eyes to focus in just the right way, then you can see that picture. It's sort of the same way you can see energy. Um, you know, you might be able to see purple or green, but you or even sort of like a translucency color. Um, but you can see threads of energy, like a Tesla ball, that go in between your fingers. Um, and then just sort of experiment with it. That's a great place to start playing with the energy. Cool. Yeah, I like uh, working with the different energies. Yeah. Area code 336, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hello, Kara. How can we How help you? How are you doing? Go ahead. Um, yes. Um, hi. Um, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm glad you called. Um, yeah, like um like you were talking about cutting cords earlier, like with this yep. one color. And I just did that like uh, like last week. Mhm. And I'm wondering if you know if you can tell if there's still some cords left or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. One second. I get that there are lots and lots and lots of little cords, kind of like reaching at you, reaching towards you. Um, now almost like tentacles on a man of war jellyfish. Um but the most of them are not actually touching you but they're very close to you. Just like two finger widths away from you, like an inch and a half or something. Um maybe two inches. Um, um hold on one second. I get that you need to lift them away. To to push them away with your energy field, so to push up through and from your head area to basically like push that jellyfish away. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on one second. Okay, yeah, that's the primary thing. Um, and again, they they're saying to just keep doing it every day for a while, and you you can feel it, um, which is why you know you sort of called in to check about it. Um, so trust that your tr- trust your intuition, trust your feeling about it, um, and then take action. They're saying, ow, but it's, it feels wicked uncomfortable. Hold on a second, push push up through your head. It feels like there's like this thing laying down in your head. So is there something else? Is there something that's on your mind also? Um, 
um, the person is always on my mind, like before, but now, like ever since, like I did the cutting cards, like I feel so much better. Mm, good. But you know, like I don't feel any kind of pain in my heart, but I still like you know, like sometimes like I still like it's more of like I think like if they're thinking about me, because like I think mm. his last word was like, um, if you ever feel like I'm thinking of you, then maybe then I am. Something like that. Oh. So that's kind of stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I keep that. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> um. I. Okay. I'm. I'm getting the feeling right now that there's like a little bit still there. Um. And that you need to clear the energy at the top of your head, which I'm. I'm are you um when you did the cord cutting did you do it yourself or did you have help um i did it myself and like we have like a store here like an eclectic store and mm-hmm. like the manager like the one who owns the store like taught me how to you know like take a bat like something like from a wall like a walnut a walnut thing like she she taught me like how to do that and i did that too and then she um and I bought the quartz quartz crystal, so that's what I was using every time I feel like you know I think I did it like two times, and then I took a bath like a walnut walnut bath something. Tell me about the walnut. What did um, you do with the walnut? um, it's like a nine walnut, like I don't really like it's really big and it's brown. And, like, I have to, like, what is it, like, 12 cups of water. Like, I have to boil it in 12 cups of water and then wait until it gets to, like, four cups of water, Mm -hmm. you know. And then just add it to my bath and then, like, you know, like, while I was bathing, like, you know, like, using that, using, like, something to pour it in my head, Mm -hmm. um, just think about letting that person go and, like, not thinking about that person anymore and that, you know, like, you don't okay. well, you don't want him in the in your future anymore or something like that. Just mm-hmm. saying goodbye in a nice way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was it. And then, like, you know, like, just let the, after that, like, get out and have, like, a cup of that bath water and throw it against the, against the tree or a crossroad and, no, and don't look back or something. Mhm. Mhm. That's pretty powerful. Um, mm-hmm. um the guidance I'm getting for you is that that worked and that was good, but now that you need now you need to take um salt water or seawater baths for a little while until you continue to you're kind of cleansing out from you. This will help to cleanse out from you. Um Toxins and energy. Gee, you're sort of expunging from your from your body, from your energy self, um, energies that were connected with this person. Um, but also, it's letting your own personal energy really come out and like shine. Um, but that it's very simple. Uh, if you can get, um, do you live near an ocean? Um, no. Okay, then then. Okay, um, 
then just get salt if you can. If you can take a, a bath, then that's perfect. Like, you know, run a bath, pour, you know, as much salt as you can, like a cup or two cups, or even if you can only do a few tablespoons, that's okay. But the more salt you use so that it's like seawater, the better it will be for you. Um, did you grow up here? Where? Um, no, I grew up in Asia. Okay. I don't know, there's been quite a theme of, of ocean stuff between the, the jellyfish and and they what they said was take a bath in seawater. But um uh so I'm not sure this could have to do with your core inner self and stuff, but um okay. So um it can be any kind of salt, the more pure it is the better it is. But um but again you're kind of you're releasing anything that you don't any sort of like residual stuff and I'm still getting the 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 head thing. So I don't know if he's still on your mind or if he's still thinking about you, but it's kinda of uncomfortable and they say that the salt water bath will help with that. If you can't do a bath, you can still do this with just salt as long as you're you know uh, you can uh are you able to do a shower? Yes. Okay, so an alternative can be um, basically to sprinkle salt on your head and maybe even rub it into your hair, um, kind of like you're washing your hair with salt. Um, it's like salt is very purifying on a spiritual as well as physical level. Um, and then rinse that off and kind of picture, you know, washing all this away and letting your energy shine out and come out. It's really important because you have things to do and you're ready. And and this clearing and cleansing, the, the steps that you've already taken are perfect. You're going in the right direction and they just want to give you a little extra help to keep you going, really kind of like boost you forward a little bit. Um, and um, they're very proud of you and pleased with you. I don't know if there was like sort of a grandparent helper in there or that was a feeling I got. Um, but that's... They're happy. They're very happy, and they feel that this will really help you. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good to hear. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And You're it's good welcome. to know about the salt thing. That's the first time I heard that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. Oh, good. Good. It's amazing. It's surprisingly effective because it's so simple. It doesn't seem like it could be such a big deal, but it's really helpful. And anytime, <coughs> excuse me, anytime you feel like you're, um, trying to get past the crossroads, we'll just say, again, the salt salt will help. Okay. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you so much. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Okay. Have a- oh. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with me tonight. We're about out of time. Yeah. Thank and you so can, much for having me. And your website, once again, where they can reach you at? Uh, Peacock and Paisley dot com. So it's P E A C O C K A N D P A I S L E Y dot com. Cool. If you, well, you can either, if it's easier, you can Google me. My name's Heather Kate, and uh, those things will pop up. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for being a guest with me tonight, and hopefully we'll get you back on again real soon. Okay, well, thanks. Blessings, Michael. Thank you. Blessings, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And don't forget, everyone, check out the new website. Go ahead and bookmark it because some new updates are going on there. BeTheLightRadio.com because we're going to be switching over. It's going to be interesting. But we're going to be doing some dual broadcasts for a while there until we completely switch over. And don't forget, BeTheLightChapel.com and BeTheLightMetaphysicalShop.com. Visit those websites also and help support the shows. Till next time, everyone, know that you are loved because God loves you and so do I.